hello hello this is the halfway point of the season episode five which means i like to celebrate by talking about something that is very important to me productivity i'm gonna jump right into it today since we once again have a lot to cover and i'm really making it a point not to keep you guys here for any longer than 25 minutes so a lot of my friends and family and even some of you guys actually ask me how i manage to stay so productive all the time now let's define first the word productive the word productive to me is very simple it means that you are using your time wisely so That could include working on something that elevates you on either a personal or professional level, like publishing this podcast episode is for my personal development and working on my research grants this summer is for my professional development. These big projects are useful to my growth for very clear reasons, but today I also want to talk about the fact that productivity doesn't need to be so clear-cut, and frankly, intimidating. I know that big things can be intimidating. Productivity can be buying something that makes you happy at the mall, like a Starbucks drink. Productivity can mean going to see a friend for coffee. Productivity can mean getting up in the morning and making your bed even though you know you're going to get back in it again for whatever reason later in the day. For as long as you are doing something. Now, what should that something be for it to be productive and not merely an excuse for productivity? I know that there are some people out there who struggle with figuring out what really is important and beneficial to them. Like, these people might find themselves in that loophole of making excuses for rest when it really isn't necessary anymore. Like, if they have an excess of rest for the heck of it, don't you worry, I've outlined for everyone today a list of motivations that denote productivity. Number one, and this is what I just mentioned earlier, being productive means that you are trying to develop on a personal or professional level. So again, with this, you are doing something either big or small, like from starting a passion project to forcing yourself to stay in for the night. Why did I count staying in for the night? I feel like I always mention this in my episodes, but rest is productive. How do you expect to accomplish the bigger stuff, like an internship or a passion project or a job, if you don't have the energy for it? You're human, you're not a robot, you have your limits. And step one to being productive is realizing that you cannot reach your full potential without the right tools and resources. Say you were about to climb Mount Everest. Very cliche example, but think about it this way. You might literally collapse at the base. You literally have to gather all the strength you can for the journey. And obviously, 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 that means all the different forms of rest. Get a good night's sleep, drink some water, eat some food, clear your mind, all that jazz. Now, the second productivity motive in my list is you are learning something new. Let's go back to the Mount Everest example. You also can't make the journey without sufficient skill and practice. You can't just decide one day that you're going to climb Mount Everest and go do it out of nowhere, unequipped. You are quite literally setting yourself up for failure. 
you aren't prepared for the harsh conditions that are unnatural to you. So being productive in this sense means learning what the conditions are like up there and how to deal with them. Like, what are the best techniques for climbing up a mountain? How do you orient yourself? How often should you take a break? What should you wear? What should you bring? What safety measures must you take? When I started this podcast, for instance, I didn't just click play on some random record button and then put it up online right away, right? I researched what platforms I should put it up on, what mic to use, how to use the mic, how to edit voice recordings, to come out podcasty, how to promote my podcast, how to structure my episodes. I even then had to learn about my niche, my audience, my purpose. I'm still learning. I acknowledge that I started this knowing nothing, but I dared to at least start my journey to learn. I put myself up to the task. I always say knowledge is power, so yes, it is productive to grow your mind. Sitting at home, researching, and not taking the scary action first is still a good thing. Any step forward is a step forward, no matter how small, and even if you don't see the results you want to yet. So, the third motive I want to delineate is you are developing a routine, a habit. Let's go back to maybe like the, the example of making your bed in the morning. Why is this productive? Why even make your bed when you're gonna go back into it again and ruin all of the work you just put in? Why do your skincare routine when your skin looks perfectly fine this morning? Why go to the gym when you don't feel like it? The reason is simple. Habits and routines train your brain and wire it for productivity. If you are the type of person who makes their bed in the morning, you know that it's so much easier to get the tougher shit done afterwards. You're much less likely to return to bed and scroll through the Insta reels endlessly. It's just how it works. Like, start small and make your way up. Then it's obviously a bonus that when you finish that work at the end of the day and return to your bed, it's set up all nice for you. And many routines are designed to make you feel better even though it doesn't feel good doing the routine in the moment. Feeling better equals productivity. Like after I do my skincare in the morning, I'm like, wow, I feel so glowy today. I want to go out and do something out of the house because I feel good in my skin. After I go to the gym, despite feeling shitty beforehand, I get a rush of endorphins afterwards that motivates me and gets me out of any slump. There is value in the little things, trust me. They make up for more of your productivity than you can imagine. Okay, last one, number four. Now this one is a little more complicated and so I'll break it down for you. You are trying to increase efficiency. This includes tasks such as planning out your day or week, setting yourself up for success through a gratitude journal entry, taking the time to situate yourself in an environment that you know works best for you, like traveling to a cafe to work or something. This is different from setting up good habits or routines in the sense that it isn't like an actual concrete action that warrants a certain like productivity-oriented result, like a made-up bed or endorphins. It isn't checking something off the list. It is making the list. So here I just want to emphasize that you can't get going before you get started. To get started, you actually have to have a direction. You have to have that to-do list. You have to know what goal you want to accomplish, okay? Okay, and yeah, there are definitely other little motivations out there, I'm sure. But for me, this is what has kind of guided me through the years. For as long as one of these motivations is at play in the particular moment I'm living in, 
I can feel rest assured in myself. I can feel like, okay, I'm being productive enough. It's all going to be okay. But then I know what you're all thinking right now. We know what productivity is, Mick. What we want to know is how to be productive. How can we do what you do? How do you beat the urges for laziness and procrastination? How do you face the fear of failure? I have to be honest. I'm no expert, not perfect. I don't have the secret answer, the magical key, but I can share some tips that have worked for me over the years. It might not work for all of you, but for myself, it's helpful and it's definitely worth a try. In the spirit of making lists, I'm now going to go through another one that I've just made. So number one, again, I'm going to keep saying this over and over, make a list. You guys know the reason behind this. As I just said, set yourself up for success. It's like writing an outline for an essay before actually getting started on it. You have to know where you're going with things. That really helps beat the slump a little, I promise. And if you're like me, having that list will motivate you even more. I love the feeling of checking stuff off of it. It gives me like dopamine, the reward hormone also associated with happiness. So yes, there is also then a scientific basis behind this, behind making lists technically. Number two, set yourself up with realistic goals. That is, don't add crazy shit to your list that you know is too scary for you. Yes, I know there are some of you guys out there who you're scared to make lists because it's going to look so overwhelming. You can control what you put in your list. If you don't feel like you're up to the challenge, don't put it in your list. Start small. Again, do what you know you can handle. And then once you keep doing it, you know that you'll be able to take more. You'll get used to it. And honestly, just take it step by step. Don't throw yourself into the deep end right away. Then you'll just stare at the list and you won't be able to actually accomplish the stuff. You're making a list for yourself that you know is doable. Do a little bit at a time again. Break the big tasks up into small ones. Like personally, what I usually do is write down on a separate piece of paper the bigger tasks that I have to accomplish for the week. Then I split these up into subsections. Like day one, write an outline. Day two, write the first two paragraphs, etc, etc, etc. Literally the tiniest bits that I can accomplish without feeling overwhelmed. Then I split up these little tasks throughout my week, aka I log them into my planner for separate days. Not only does it make the actual big task seem much less intimidating and much more doable, it also gives me room in between to think further and generate better ideas. It gives me time to rest and come back to the project feeling energetic and motivated once again. It's important to note here that I rarely ever look at the whole week as well. When you wake up in the morning and see that to-do list, focus only on the to-do list for that day. Don't skip over to the other days you've also mapped out. Then that defeats the whole purpose of breaking apart a difficult task. Take things one step, one day at a time. And then that brings me to the next tip of do the small things first and then work your way up. So I mentioned a bit of this earlier, kind of repetitively, I know. But say you have one day, start by making your bed and doing your skincare, maybe. The things that are still tasks but make you feel good. Make your coffee next or your matcha if you're like me. Then sit down and do the easiest task you can find on your list, like book that ticket, call that bank, whatever it is that maybe doesn't require too much brain power. Then move your way up to the more complicated tasks, like the research project or the essay okay fourth 
timetable, your day. So when you have that to-do list of yours, give yourself mini deadlines. Like even if it's just saying that in the morning you will do these certain tasks, in the afternoon you will do these other ones, and at night you will do the rest. I personally like to use more specific times when the list is especially intimidating. Giving myself a deadline helps me focus, adding just that little bit of pressure to make me tell myself, this is the pace I need to work at to get all of this done by the end of the day. For as long as I am working at this pace, I will be okay and get this stuff done. Number five, situate yourself in an environment that brings you to a good headspace. If you're just at home staring at the same wall all day, you're so likely to bore yourself out. But again, what works for everyone is different. What works for me personally is putting myself in an environment like a cafe where I can enjoy a drink while working and generally then just be in a good mood. A good mood to me means motivation to do the work. Next, be around others who are also being productive This one is pretty straightforward. If you stay in an environment where everyone is distracted and being unproductive, you'll feel like you're missing out. Whereas if you go to a cafe or a library, you'll see that everyone there is working up to their own stuff and making progress. And again, maybe that'll be inspiring. It's like FOMO, but for productivity, if that makes any sense at all. Okay, we're halfway-ish through the list. Number seven, I say romanticize the task. Imagine yourself sitting in a beautiful bustling cafe, the smell of coffee all around you, the clack clacking of keyboards, the smell of sugar and pastries. There's a little bit of light shining through the windows. People are smiling and talking to their friends and you're doing something fucking cool too. You're sitting there getting your life together elevating your own future. Isn't that just beautiful? Just thinking in this way romanticizing this experience of working brings me so much joy and yes it it really does help with productivity it makes me love the grind as horrible as the grind may sound like if you put it in the context of you like improving your own life you can't go wrong with that number eight schedule dedicated breaks okay for this one y'all know why all engines need fuel rest is productive number nine have something to look forward to Set up a task reward system. If in any case what you're doing is just not romanticizable at all, if you are struggling to feel the motivation, create the motivation. Give yourself that slice of cake after a task. Meet up with your friends on one day if you get all your work done by then. You don't even have to spend. Allow yourself to binge watch that show or sleep in all of the things that technically make you feel unproductive because then you're taking these unproductive things and you're integrating them into a productive routine and as a point we were heading towards rest on your habits or routines they add structure to your day we talked about this in some detail earlier so i won't expand beyond this number 11 just start don't overthink it you can always edit that draft for as long as you have something and you are moving One step forward, progress is progress, right? And throughout it all, here are my last few tips. Number 12, don't be afraid of failure. Remember that real failure is not trying at all because even if you try and fail, you gain a lesson and a new experience. Number 13, be flexible. Be okay with moving things around. Not everything is going to go your way. You might have that list, that time schedule, that dedicated break, but this is life and things 
don't always work out the way you planned. For as long as you stay conscious about not making up excuses for yourself, be self-aware. Be okay with moving that task. Be okay with deciding not to pursue a particular project even. Be okay with taking a whole summer to rest even though everyone else is doing an internship. It's okay. You're not a quitter. You're not giving up. You're working with the resources and the information you have at hand. And if you know it isn't enough, if you know that you don't have enough energy, then you are being more efficient by saving yourself the time and energy you would have maybe wasted. It's all your call, but I know that making that call can be hard because there's such a fine line between what might be productive and what might not be. So finally, I want to remind you all, don't be too hard on yourself. You are not perfect. Your brain is not inputted with an algorithm designed to maximize the benefits of taking certain actions. You are human. You are human. I want to end this episode with a story because I'm human too. Not because I want to talk endlessly about myself, but because I genuinely think there's a lot to be learned from stories from other people. I hope that by sharing my own experiences with you, as is the goal of this podcast, I can help you avoid the same mistakes I've made and prevent you from learning the hard way like I did. Or from a more positive perspective, I can teach you ways to apply particular productive skills and thought processes to your own lives. So let me start by describing what my high school journey was like. I started ninth grade in a traditional Filipino school, which typically employs more memorization type lessons. Like teachers would basically just give us all the information we needed to know, have us memorize it, and then test us. There was rarely ever a deeper understanding of why we needed to learn that lesson and how to apply it in everyday life. In 11th grade, I moved to an international school that offered the IB Diploma Program, which is based on a European curriculum that emphasizes critical thinking. I think you can see or hear the disparity there. I was used to getting good grades by memorizing everything I needed to know. I was so used to that particular process that had worked so well for me in the past. But when I moved to that new school that had an entirely different approach, my grades started to drop. I was working so hard, putting in so much effort, studying much more than I had at my previous school even. And so I could not fathom how I was getting lower grades. It didn't make any sense to me. How could I have been working harder and getting worse results, right? I think you know where I'm heading with this, guys. I didn't know the strategies for productivity yet, the ones I just told you guys about. Yes, I was dedicated and motivated. I told myself that I would finish these particular projects and study for these particular exams on certain days, and I forced myself to work endlessly to finish them, but my non-stop always grind technique was getting me drained and overwhelmed. I didn't have a planner or a simple to-do list. I didn't give myself breaks. I didn't reward myself for accomplishing the hard things. And let's just say, for having moved to an entirely new school with a very different environment, I think I was expecting way too much from myself from the get-go too. I also ignored the smaller tasks, never took care of myself and my habits and my environment, and I just threw myself straight into the large tasks with everything I had and wondered why nothing was working. Not to mention the culture at that new school of mine was kind of like work less, do better, if that makes sense. Like I really, I don't know, I found it like uncomfortable that people bragged about being lazy and putting in less effort and doing super well, despite not really 
working, which is just a really toxic mindset to cultivate because that isn't sustainable in life. Anyway, I truly struggled for like a couple of months. It took me some time to realize that I had to be flexible. I didn't have to put in more time and energy. I had to work smarter. And so it's from there that I developed somewhat these tips for myself, albeit not laid out as concretely in my mind at the time, but I stopped being so hard on myself for not getting up to my own high standards and became willing to try something new. Fast forward to 12th grade, I started doing much better in my classes. I was still working hard, of course, but I also learned how to maximize my productivity to achieve more optimal results. I was doing better without being as overwhelmed as I typically was just a year before. And I carry these lessons with me to this day. And I can say with confidence that they truly do help me perform my best, academically at least. And now I have a lot of friends who approach me and quite literally ask how I am able to accomplish what I accomplish, you know? Like literally, I've had so many friends go up to me and be like, when are you doing your episode about how you're so productive? This is it, guys. It's here. But I will say, what works for me isn't what will work for everyone. Find what works for you, keeping these tips in mind. I truly hope that this does someone good. And if it does, shoot me a DM on Insta. I'd love to hear your glow up success stories. Okay, that's it for today, guys. As a little update, I just want to say that I am so happy to be receiving episode feedback Putting all of it together, the plan is to focus more on the actual topics. You guys have more to take away from it and to continue building a community across the pod platforms like Insta and Geneva. I believe the audio is now up to par, at least with my own standards. And then I know I mentioned last episode that I was getting my wisdom teeth taken out on a particular Saturday, but things lined up for the better and I had them taken out a week earlier. So that means I I won't actually be missing any episodes and you guys can expect this sixth episode on the usual 10 a.m. EST time slot next Monday. And finally, I'm working on some collabs with other creators and influencers, so expect some very exciting guests on here soon. Specifically, the sixth episode is going to be a guest episode. Okay, that's it. I love you guys so much. Thanks for sticking with me as I seek to improve this podcast. Again, in the spirit of feedback, don't forget to rate the pod and join the Glow Up Gang through Insta at Glow Up Syndrome and Geneva. Links in episode description, of course. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.